In the Holy Letters of the Rebbe, in volume 10, this is letter number 3215, Baruch Hashem, dated the 22nd day of Tevis Tavshin Tezvav. Now, this letter in Brooklyn, the Rebbe is dating it to Rav Agoyen, Rav Achosi, the Rebbe gives him a lot of titles. There's a title used from the Gemara, it's called Tzino Molei Safra, a, a vessel who is full of books, or full of, uh, he was a, uh, he was actually the author of the Encyclopedia Talmudit, the, uh, uh, it was a major, major work, and uh, he was a Chabadnik, Rav Shlomo Yosef Zevin, he lived in Jerusalem, we had some other letters from the Rebbe to yes. him, um, yeah. and um, he was, uh, um, you know, very, uh, very dear. So this is a little bit of a scholarly letter, but let's go through it to, to the extent that we can. Uh, so first, uh, Shalom Abracha. So the Rebbe says, I'm surprised that you had not yet received the booklet, which is the index for the book of the Torah Or. I guess it was published at the time the Rebbe sent it to him, and he wrote to the Rebbe that he didn't get it or something, so the Rebbe says, I'm surprised you didn't get it. In any event, the Rebbe says, in any event, I'd ask they should send you immediately, even if they have already sent, send it again. You know, so basically, that's what the Rebbe is telling you. Then there is an issue, uh, the Rebbe, a halachic issue, the Rebbe is discussing with him, that's how the letter hey needs to be written in the uh, in the Shulchan Aruch of the Alter Rebbe in chapter 36 in section B uh, over there the Alter Rebbe goes through the shapes how each letter must look so when it comes to the letter Hey he writes over there how it's supposed to look he gives all the details that the leg needs to be at the edge it needs to be a space there needs to and everything and but then it says Besides, he says, uh, the letter hey in the name of Hashem. Of course, the name of Hashem has two hey's, yud k vav k. So you have the two hey's. Those hey's are written differently. Now, the Alter Rebbe does not say, elaborate how or what. He says, according to the Kabbalah, uh, people have a tradition how to write it. Uh, and uh, they have a tradition. Uh, there's a different. There's a tradition by the. So now, but we don't know exactly what that tradition is. It just says it's tradition. So uh, the Rebbe says it was for several months now that I've been trying to find out about this tradition by the scribes who are, you know, Chabad scribes. You know, what is there? I mean, this should be a tradition passed along from the Rebbe. So the Rebbe says, what, what, what is it? I want to know how they write it in the Tefillin and also in the Sefer Torah. But the Rebbe said, for now, I have not yet be able to come up with the gem. <laughs> I don't have the answer yet. I don't have. Because there is no clear uh, news about this. I guess there is not, there's no clarity about it. So the Rebbe says, may perhaps uh, you would know. I think it's missing a no delay. Uh, so the Rebbe says, maybe you know somebody amongst 
uh, the uh, Hasidim in the Holy Land. You know, the Rebbe wants to verify this. It's important to the Rebbe that things be written the way the tradition was. And the Rebbe says, although the Rebbe says, it appears that amongst the, even the Hasidim, there are some traditions that they say that don't really fit with that which I've heard from my father or the Rebbe in other matters. So the Rebbe says that he has uh, ter- traditions that he ha- heard from the father-in-law, from the previous Rebbe, which is the absolute accurate, and yet that does not fit with some of the traditions that they have in, in, in Eretz Yisrael. So it means that the Hasidim is not such so reliable. The Rebbe brings down, for example... Certain things that I printed in the there is a booklet called the a collection of customs. Those is the ones that I heard from my father-in-law from the Rebbe. Those were the customs. That's what I published. And then I got a letter from our Rav Chaim Noazal that the Hasidim in the Holy Land had not done so up till now, which means that their tradition did not really fit with the tradition that the Rebbe wrote down in the Minhagim. So basically the Rebbe is saying, I'm not even sure what it sort of almost looks like. Why am I looking for the tradition when their tradition doesn't seem to be always so precise, so accurate? And the proof to that is because it didn't fit with some of the other tradition that I had from the, I heard from my father-in-law from the previous Rebbe, and they had another tradition. They only changed their tradition based on what the Rebbe wrote. And Rebbe says, maybe the same thing is by writing these letters is similar. Maybe they're writing it a certain way, but it doesn't necessarily mean that this is the real tradition. But while I'm in doubt, the Rebbe says, still, it's, 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 it would be appropriate to collect the, uh, the news uh, or the differences to find out what they say. And the Rebbe says, so at least, at least it will be, he uses the language of the Talmud, it will be a splinter from the beam. A splinter from the beam meaning, uh, over there it talks about specifically that when he wanted to make a ruling, he wanted to have a whole bunch of people to all agree on that ruling. Just in case if it's a mistake, he shouldn't be responsible by himself. It'll be just one splinter. Each person is going to be a splinter of the whole beam. So they're not taking, nobody's taking full responsibility. So basically the Rebbe is saying this way if we'll have different uh, opinions, there will be at least, will be one opinions of among monks, so we're not taking uh, the full responsibility. Uh, but Rebbe says, maybe you can tell me who I should turn to in the Holy Land. The Rebbe is looking for, the Rebbe wants to find out, you know, what's the tradition? What are we supposed to do? Okay, now the Rebbe goes over to, so this is just a technical halachic thing that the Rebbe is trying to find out exactly what's the tradition, how you write the hey in the name of Hashem, both in the tefillin and the Sefer Torah. The Rebbe says, I enjoyed, the Rebbe says, I enjoyed to, uh, that you've written that the sixth volume of the Encyclopedia 
Talmudis has already been published, and for sure, as you write in your letter, it is going to reach me during in the coming days. Uh, and that's my hope, the Rebbe says, that there is a basis for what I read. It, it came in the uh, newspaper that the seventh volume is already being printed. So that means that the sixth appeared and the seventh is being printed. So let the Hashem's want that you are doing, in other words, you're publishing for Hashem, you should be successful to increase, that's the quantity of Torah, and lahadira, lahadil de lahadira, in the quality of Torah. Uh, and that would apply when we say to do more quality, it doesn't mean only that somebody who is studying some complex. This applies even when you learn simple matters. And even, the Rebbe says, when you're teaching children, you could increase the quality. The Rebbe quotes from the Rambam in the laws of Talmud Torah, Seyyid usually one is not permitted to uh, intrude uh, on the livelihood of his uh, friend. Uh, it's called Asagos Gavul, but when it comes to teaching, then you're allowed to, uh, because the better teacher uh, is the, the kids are going to benefit. As you know, the Rambam writes the there, and he says because Yagdil Yadir. So you see that even by teaching children, there is still that idea, the quantity and the quality. Uh, Rabbi says that's the only place I found the source for this pasuk, uh, as far as teaching for children. And the Rebbe says that you should succeed to learning Torah to the highest levels. And quoting from the Gemara in Chulin Samavav Beis, and you should do it out of good health. And Rebbe adds one more uh, half a sentence over here. Uh, Rebbe says, while you're so busy doing the encyclopedia, Talmudis, you know, helping the whole world. Also do that what's upon you in the orchard of Chabad. In other words, that's a Kapidia Talmudis, of course, and the Rebbe is very fond and blesses him and is very excited that he's doing this. But still, don't forget, don't neglect your part that you need to do for Chabad in the orchard of Chabad. And he, you know, he used to uh, uh, teach Hasidus and everything. And the Rebbe blesses him with success and all of the above, and with the Rebbe's signature. So now, the Rebbe uh, goes into another discussion uh, that he asked the Rebbe about in the Tanya, in the end of chapter 29. Over there, the Alter Rebbe wants to talk about that every Jew really has an amuna, has a faith uh, in them. And uh, and um, the only thing is, a lot of times it's hidden, it's asleep, you don't see it. And when it comes to a situation, uh, when you give it a little bang, then it sort of wakes up from its sleep. And he brings a proof from this story. He says that uh, the, uh, the Jewish people, you know, they didn't, after the spies, they said, we're not, they were not, uh, we're not going, we're afraid. And 
And then it says, Moshe Rabbeinu rebuked them. And then all of a sudden they came back and they said, okay, we're ready to go, we're going up. So the Alter Rebbe asked in Tanya, where did they all of a sudden get back to Samuna? But Moshe Rabbeinu didn't show them any, it didn't show them that they are going to be successful in any way. It must be that when they heard the tough words and then they were mourning, etc. So that's what the Rebbe writes in the Tanya. So he's asking the Rebbe, but in the Pasuk it says very clearly in Bamidmar Yud Zayin Lamed Zayin the Deuteronomy, that's in uh, in Bamidmar uh, 1437 it says the people died during the plague. So that means that why they uh, uh, so, the, so the Rebbe says oh no so, the, so it was the plague that caused them so why is the uh, Rebbe saying that it was the tough talk it wasn't the tough talk it was a plague there but the Rebbe says no the reason why they came back and they said we believe in Hashem, we can do it, was the tough talk, not anything else. As the Alter Rebbe says, that is what the Torah says. The Pesach says over there, by Daber, Moshe spoke, those are the words that caused them to repent. He didn't show them anything else. Before, when the Alter Rebbe says, what caused them to return was nothing else that the Pesach says later on. It was just what it says there, that Moshe talked tough to them, they mourned, and they said, we're ready to go up. The tough talk had changed. But what happens with the psukim in between? So the verses of uh, 37, 38, uh, 36, 37, 38, which come before 39. 39 says, Moshe spoke and they mourned. But the three verses that come beforehand, Lamed Vav, Lamed Zayin, Lamed Ches, 36, 37, 38, are in parentheses. That is meant to conclude the story. What happened to Miraglim? The Pasuk said that they died. But that didn't happen then. The Miraglim didn't die, they didn't die then. Uh, the Targum Yonasam Ben Uziel says very clearly that when did they die? Uh, that was on the seventh day of Elu. And the same thing is in the end of the Megillah's Tainis. And that's the way it was actually ruled in the Tur Shukhanaruch Erechaim in chapter 580. But over there, they, uh, the version is the 17th of Elul. So, basically, uh, this whole story took place on Tishabov when the Miraglim came back by Isabolu. And the punishment that took place took place in a month later. 
or in the next in the month of Elul, or the seventeenth of Elul. So that's apprentice what happened to them. But in the storyline, what caused them to change their mind that we say we're gonna go up was nothing nothing to do because that didn't happen yet. It was just Moshe's tough talk to them, and that's what brought them to mourning. And the Rebbe further says that the the Bach who struggles there with to enter the Beis Yosef. And even according to the Beis Yosef, those are relating what happened in Elul. This is a much later, after the Amuna came back to them already. So the Amuna came back to them right away. Uh, So the Rebbe brings a further proof. The Rebbe says that in those psukim, in, in the Rashi it says that the way they died, that their tongue went to their, to their belly buttons, you know, because they spoke Lashon Hara. But, but the Rebbe says in these psukim, it talks about uh, their passing, their dying. Uh, but it doesn't talk about the tongue was stuck out. But the Rebbe says we have to say that this is all a side point. The Rebbe brings another person. But anyways, that's the discussion. But I gotta go through a little bit more specific. The Rebbe says to conclude with good. So, because these are negative stuff over here. So to conclude with something good, whenever you finish, you don't want to finish with something negative. You want to finish with something good. So the Rebbe says there are hopes that there will be published again, photocopied, the Alter Rebbe Shulchan Aruch. And there is place to add to additions in pages on their own. Perhaps the Rebbe says, do you have handwritings for short notes or references or similar that are applicable to the Alter Rebbe Shulchan Aruch? And the Rebbe says, self-understood, that whatever will be printed of this will say it in your name. So the Rebbe is asking him to go ahead and provide if he has some notes or written or references for the new Shulchan Aruch that is going, that is being printed, offset, copied from the old one. And the Rebbe further wants to know what's happening about publishing of the honorable author of the Sefer Ola Yosef, who uh, Rebbe is probably talking. Rebbe wants to know what's going on, but anyways, here you see the Rebbe's letter to Rav Zevin, trying to find out some halachic and some uh, practical laws about uh, sufferers and about the other areas that the Rebbe is discussing here. Just to add, what the Rebbe brings down from the Beis Yosef, that the Beis Yosef says that it was sort of a lengthy death. Uh, for the Meraglim, uh, they started off by having their tongues uh, uh, stretch out, and it took um, until Zion or Yudzayin Elul for them to actually die. But the Rebbe's point is, but this Posik, these Psukim that talk about, they don't talk just about the 
tongues being stuck out, uh, stretched out, how they died. It talks about the um, the actual death. So therefore, we have to say that these psukim are a parenthesis so, sort of, and the real reason why the uh, people had a change of heart was because of the tough talk that uh, Moshe Rabbeinu spoke to them. That means there was an amuno there that had to be uh, revealed. Um, and the Rebbe further brings from the Meya Sha'arim over there, it seems like that it wasn't the other people that said we're ready to go up to Eretz Yisrael after the story with the Meraglim, but it was the Meraglim themselves. So then, of course, we have to say that this is a parenthesis because if they already died, so how could they say Hinenu Volinu after that and by Daber? So we have to say that this is a parenthesis because if it's the Meraglim itself. And um, because the Rebbe says in the Meish Arim, it doesn't say that it's written Gabi Meraglim, so it means that the Meraglim themselves. So all this is very clear that this took place later. These three psukim are describing whatever happened to those Meraglim, but the Pasik says how the came to the point of Inenu Valinu is through Vaidaber, the Dibur Kosha, the tough talk.